the horror hour. All right. Hello and welcome to the horror hour, the place we discuss, we debate, we disagree on all things horror. I'm one of the co-hosts today, Yutaka. Hello. And today I am joined with my fellow co-host, Liam. Aloha. And today we are finally going to talk about, I'm so excited, Watcher. That's right. Chloe Okuno's Watcher. Um, it's now out in theaters in the U.S. It'll be on demand on the 21st, but you really should see it in theater. It is available in Canada on demand as well. And in the U.K., it's going to be screening at Sundance London on the 10th and 11th. And George finally gets to see it, too. Ooh. And so first off, uh, Watcher stars Micah Monroe, Carl Glusman, Byrne Gorman, Madalena Ania. And it was written by Zach Ford and Chloe Okuno. And Chloe directed it. Ooh, it's so good. So let's give you just a little bit of a synopsis. It's a young American woman moves with her husband to Bucharest. Gorgeous, by the way. And begins to suspect that a stranger who watches her from her apartment building across the street may be the lo a local... We're keeping this in because I'm tugged Words. Down, but Words, Yes. Watches from her apartment building across the street may be a local serial killer decapitating women. So, first off, let me tell you my overall thoughts and my theater experience. Because I finally got to see this on the big screen thanks to the Overlook Film Festival that I just came from in good old New... Lu uh, see, I'm still tongue-tied, y'all. New Orleans. Good old <laughs> yep there you go <laughs> it was a really awesome film festival and seriously the first time I watched this film it was a screener so I don't think I got as much of the impact and at first I was like oh all right and then I found myself watching it over and over because I really enjoy the film and so but seated on theater with you know people in the audience it's kind of creepy and there are certain scenes that Mm, you know, just like send chills down my spine. And it's also, it's visually stunning to finally get to see it on the big screen. It is a luscious film in my, I like, I just want to eat up all the scenery. Like give the location scouts a raise on this one because it's beautiful. Um, so yeah, that would be my overall thoughts. Liam? Good times. Um, yeah, I, I, didn't get to see it in the theatre. Um, as we said, UK doesn't have the release until the 10th and 11th. So I did get to see it in the screener. However, I feel I still feel like I did get the full experience. I watched it alone with the lights off. Um, so I still got creeped the shit out. Um, it's just so well made in the way that it's presented with the fact that it gives you it makes you feel like you are being watched like that's how julia. i felt watching yeah it. i felt like i was julia um so it top notch um as you said beautiful to look at i like obviously i picked this is obviously behind me as a screenshot from a screen grab, well, not a screen grab, but like a released photo from from the film, and 
from the ones that you obviously had the option, I had the option to choose from. I chose this one because I just thought it was such a beautiful, the actual scene where this is from is just so beautifully shot. So I was like, I want that photo just because of how beautiful it is. Um, Yeah, it's just across the board. Everything was great. The direction, the cinematography, the script, the acting, just everything. Perfect. Loved it. Like the tension building is it's a slow burn, but mm-hmm. it, one of my favorite things about that, because you could there are certainly films out there that are a slow burn, but no payoff. There's a payoff yeah. here. I oh, mean, yeah. this final act is just like I could feel my heartbeat and my blood pressure rising in that final act just because there's just so much revealed and what it's just, oh, my God. And mm-hmm. one of the great things I think about uh, Micah's performance as Julia, um, you know, it was very interesting because she's just one of those actors, though, who can also just, you know, you could tell just what she's thinking or the emotions from the way her eyes. And that yeah. it takes a lot to be able to do that. And they're just in certain scenes, you just know. And it's it's really interesting because the whole story is really also around this woman um who nobody believes by the way not even her husband francis fuck francis exactly you know (laughs) who doesn't believe her and it's just like oof. and so here she is isolated in this foreign country that she doesn't speak the language you know people don't believe her and you could just see how it's just breaking her down and like in the beginning you know, I think when we spoke with Chloe, you see that she's in all these bright and colorful outfits. And towards the end, she's very, it's soft, muted, and just because, she, you know. That's how she feels. Her character's in that headspace. Yeah. Like, it, it was, oh. Yeah, like everything across the board. Um, ben, ben Gorman is the watcher. Just fantastic. So oh. creepy. Ben Gorman's always been a really excellent actor. Um, I I was introduced to him through Torchwood. Um, and the acting that he provides in this film just it's visceral, like how creeped out you are. Like it's just oh like I, it, I you can't I can't fully describe like how it made us feel watching it. Uh it, it gets under just, your skin oh. and it just sits there and festers is what it felt like because even after it there's there's still a scene with not spoiling but there's still a scene I continually think about and it just creeps me the hell out and um but like Liam said I, I believe the first time after I watched this though I was like checking all my doors making sure everything's <laughs> locked nobody's in my closet and then when I left to go out walking or anything like nobody's following me you know, maybe I just wanted to be like, oh my God, I'm important. But it, no, it's not the case. But this this film really though, it really, it it just, it worked perfectly with um, what it was building. And you should watch our interview with her because there was a lot of VFX work that we didn't even know is in yeah. this film. It's so well done with that. Um, I think... You know, I think we've told you all the positives. I think maybe if there's a negative, maybe it's because Carl's that 
just does that well of a job because you love to hate him in this film. I couldn't stand Francis, but I think that was also the point maybe. Um, I think some of that might've been negatives. I think, I think every time I watch it, I find myself frustrated with him. So maybe that's the purpose. Um, I think, uh, yeah, I, it's hard. I, I don't, I can't, I know at the film festival, we only, at Overlook, it was really cute. They would hand out little ballots and you would mark off between one or five um, what you thought. And I did give this a five um, mm-hmm. because I do think it's an excellent film. Um, I think if anything, though, maybe there's a bit of pacing that I think people might struggle with. But again, there is a payoff and it's so worth it. It is to me, like, I know there's always that concern for me, but I'll still, you know, sit through, I'd like to see, but the payoff here, it just makes, it's just brilliant and it's gorgeous. And I loved every second of that. So, yeah, I mean, I think if, we were to give it if I were to give it a rating, I would because I was truly on the fit. I would give it like a not, I would give it a nine. Yeah, because you couldn't do halves, which I would have done like 4.5. So I would mm-hmm. give it a nine. Um uh no, yeah. Mm, do I no mm, you can yeah, give it okay. a 10, 10 if you want. 10. 10. I don't have any complaints with this. I think it was well shot. I think it was well acted. I think it was the cinematography. As I said, the cinematography was beautiful. I think everything, everything, everything about this film worked. It, it was so meticulously done. The message yeah. that it was supposed to get across. And so, yeah. If it all works, 10. There we go. Yeah. No, and I I do agree with the message. You know, when a woman's telling you something, you should believe her. And in this case, nobody did. And you'll see. Shit got real. Got real, real. Um, but that's a review. I think, again, if you can, seriously, watch it in a theater. It's so worth it. Like, it was like, oh, my gosh. It made my day, honestly, to finally get to see it in theaters. Um, and if you have a chance, go check out the Overlook Film Fest. It is over now, but they'll have another one. And honestly, it's a really cool festival that has tons of really good genre cinema. So thank you for joining us today. Please remember to hit that like button, subscribe to the channel, and hit that notification bell so you're notified every time we release new content. You can also find us on Twitter and Instagram at the Horror Hour TV. We have merch linked in the description below. And honestly, let us know your thoughts after you've seen this film. Or, you know, are you going to see it? Are you not? Yes. Are you going to wait? Let us know. So and with that, as I just hit my hand, that hurt. So goodbye. Bye. <laughs> you have been listening to the horror hour see you next time welcome to the horror hour we all go a little mad forget you the dead
All right, hello and welcome to the Horror Hour. No introductions needed because today I'm giving you the review of the film I've been dying to see since it was first announced at CinemaCon. That's right. I got to see The Black Phone at the Overlook Film Festival this past weekend, and I had an absolute blast there. I'm thankful to all the staff and the volunteers for making my time there incredibly enjoyable. Now, before I get to the review, please make sure hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, and that notification bell so you're notified of every time we upload new content. So now let's just get into the black phone. This film was directed by Scott Derrickson, also written by Scott Derrickson, along with C. Robert Cargill. It's based off a short story from Joe Hill. It stars Mason Thames, Madeline McGraw, Jeremy Davis, and the ever-creepy Ethan Hawke. The film takes place in 1978 when five children go missing in a suburban Colorado town. Young baseball player Finney Shaw, played by Mason Thames, becomes the sixth when a serial killer dubbed The Grabber knocks him unconscious, throws him in a van. Finney wakes up in a soundproof basement with disconnected phone, but he quickly learns that phone's ability to transmit the voices of The Grabber's previous victims who want to help Finney escape. Meanwhile, you've got Finney's sister Gwen experiencing psychic dreams that send her on a quest to find him. So now some viewers are probably already going to ask if this is better or scarier than Sinister. Personally, to me, it's better than Sinister. Now, mind you, I gave Sinister a 10 out of 10. But for me, when it comes to if it's scarier, it's not the same type of scare. You know, Sinister used sights, sounds, and the bagul to ramp up the scare factor in that film. The Black Phone has elements of fear, trauma, and dread. It also has the grabber, a human antagonist, so the stakes feel heightened because an entire neighborhood is on alert for a very real threat that can be seen and touched by anyone. Also, Ethan Hawke is terrifying in this role. Every time he was on screen, I became instantly unsettled. And then this also kudos goes to Tom Savini, who created this film or created the mask for this film. I mean, it's a work of art. It's fantastic. And it creeped me the hell out. Now, if we're going to talk about Madeline McGraw and Mason Thames, well, they're incredible in their roles as Gwen and Finney. And honestly, Gwen, scene stealer in this film, every time this character is on screen, it's an absolute delight. Mason's character really goes through the ringer in this film, and Finney's evolution throughout this movie feels very real and earned. Their performances, in my opinion, these are star-worthy. This is going to really just up their status, truthfully. And so for me, this film felt it was an incredibly well-paced film where I became fully invested in the story and the characters. I mean, there are some legitimate scares in this film and the dread that's created throughout the movie, it just weighs heavy on you. To me, this is old fashioned horror and I loved every minute of it. All right, at the festival, I gave this film a five out of five and I would happily do the same with a rating of a 10 out of 10 this time. The Black Phone will take you to the depths of despair. It'll break your heart and it will absolutely terrify you. 
it'll make you root for the character's survival due to their ability to fight for the will to live. So, hey, thanks for watching my review of The Black Phone. And don't forget, hit that thumbs up button if you like this review and subscribe to us because we've got more content coming. So until next time, guys, bye. You have been listening to the Horror Hour. See you next time. Welcome to the Horror Hour. Welcome back to the Horror Hour. Thanks for stopping by. This is the place we discuss, we debate, we disagree on all things horror, but today... I've got a solo review. That's right. I had the pleasure of getting to screen Jurassic World Dominion last night. And so I'm going to give you my full review. Now, Jurassic World Dominion is directed by Colin Trevorrow, who also co-wrote this with Emily Carmichael. And I mean, this has a loaded cast. They brought back everyone. I mean, my gosh, you've got Chris Pratt, Bryce Dallas Howard, Laura Dern, Gay rights, Sam Neill, Jeff Goldblum, DeWanda Weiss, who is also a scene stealer, Mamadou Athi, Isabella Sermon, B.D. Wong, oh my God, Campbell Scott, Omar Sy. There are so, there's just too many, but you get the point. It's a huge cast. All right. So, four years after the destruction of Issa Nublar, Dinosaurs now live and hunt alongside humans all over the world. And so the, this fragile balance will reshape the future and determine once and for all whether human beings are to remain the apex predators on the planet they now share with these fearsome creatures in this new era. Well, that's, you know, the short synopsis. But really, you know, after these four years, we find Claire and Owen living a secluded life with... <clears throat> Maisie Lockwood, and she's kind of like the hot property that people are looking for, like people are after her. And then you've got Dr. Ellie Sattler, who is investigating a new locust swarm, which that was a pretty cool scene, that seemed to be destroying our crops at an alarming rate that could obviously lead to our extinction. So she gathers Alan Grant, and they set off for this new company called Biosyn that also employs Dr. Malcolm, Ian Malcolm, and Dr. Henry Wu. That seems a bit shady, but that's okay. And that's really where this just dives in. You know, this is definitely a popcorn flick that is, you know, short on story, large on action, and heavy with nostalgia. You know, the good parts, you know, the cast worked really well together. I enjoyed how they paired up the legacy cast members with the new and they went on their own little adventures. I mean, who doesn't love a good team up? You know, uh, Dewanda Wise, she seriously ate every scene she was in. She, I thoroughly enjoyed Kayla Watts. She was fierce. She was no nonsense. She was all around badass. I mean, yes. Um, there are also several horror sequences um, that had this really good, like it, you know, obviously it's meant to scare probably kids more than, I don't know, I think I saw a few adults um, jump in the theater, but there were several scenes that really borrowed horror elements, even if it kind of borrowed from one of my favorite films, but that's okay. I still enjoyed those um, 
those action sequences. Of course, obviously, as I said, the dinosaurs are what we're here for, and they looked awesome. And I loved all the new types. Um, they looked really cool, really like, ooh, gruesome, fierce. <laughs> but honestly, it was really about the dinosaurs and the nostalgia. So now they're bad. Uh, I kind of felt like I was watching a video game. Uh, and I say that meaning like people had their assigned tasks that they had to complete in order to move the plot forward. But instead of flowing, like being seamless with the actual story, it just felt like, you know, piece after piece after piece after piece. It felt just repetitive. It kind of felt like I was watching the ending of the original Jurassic Park just over and over with different tasks. Sorry. That being said, so the story sometimes just, it fell a bit short. It would start something and then it would just trail off, especially when I was getting invested, you know? So there, yeah, there were some plot holes and I think they were trying to make it too complicated more than it really needed to be. Um, now, again, there are a ton of action sequences, which is very nice because again, popcorn flick. Uh, some of them were a bit messy. So it kind of took me out of the element a couple times, but as soon as I was out of the element, they introduced something new, like I said, and it would just like get me pulled back in because again, I really enjoyed the characters and I really enjoyed what they were putting them through. Um, and I think it was also a beautiful film. Loved the score, by the way. Um, overall, I still had a good time. It was certainly better than Fallen Kingdom. And hey, I mean, that's that's pretty good. And again, I was entertained. The movie, yeah, it relies heavily on nostalgia. So if you go in with low expectations, I promise you, you will have a good time. I still did. You know, and if I were to rate this, I would give this mm, a six, out of, six and a half out of ten. You know, I'd still go see it, see it on the big screen, see it on IMAX if you can. I think you'd have a good time. So that's my review. Thank you for coming. Just remember, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, notification bell, so you're notified every time we put out new content, which is quite a bit. And hey, we've got merch, link listed below. And again, just thank you for coming. All right, bye. You have been listening to the Horror Hour. See you next time.